Hello and welcome to the studio demands an exercise in creative thinking where we will conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film or series based on the demands or stipulations from one of you listeners acting as a hypothetical Hollywood overlord. Overlord! You left me hanging there for a second. I, I want to mix it. I don't want to get predictable. I don't want to do the same yeah, thing see, every time. I want people to like get want, so familiar the with the intro that they say it along with oh, us. Okay. <laughs> Overlord! There you go. As professional screenwriters ourselves and massive cinephiles, we talk movies all the time. All the time. And we'd like to believe ourselves capable of meeting any demand thrown at us. We will be your screenwriters for this episode. I'm TC Dewitt, and joining me, as always, is Jim Catterwall Berzelic. Catterwall! <laughs> what does Catterwall mean, Jim? Uh, uh, make screeching cry- or crying noise. Oh, okay. So cats, Catterwall. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> enough, enough of the Catterwall, Jim. <laughs> like that. You used it so openly and freely before... And then did you have to I, look up the definition? I intuit what a lot of words. I, <laughs> I know a lot of words, but I don't necessarily know how to explain what they mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, if anyone, if people come to our show to expand their vocabulary. So what is intuit? Like, in, in, you intuit use your intuition. Mean, in, yeah, you intuitively. Use the, word, use the word in the definition. You intuitively <laughs> define um, words just by hearing them. Intuition is to, to know something uh uh instinctively in uh, instinctually ah i see what what does instinctually mean Do, what instinct means uh i i this is what the fans want jim they come here to expand their vocabulary how many times do i say <laughs> that's why we're called the studio demands a bigger vocabulary <laughs> This, all this cattywampus is just just noise to them if you don't give them good... What's cattywampus mean? It's just a you lot looked of... it up. You looked it up specifically <laughs> no, to didn't. use it. You're I, cheating. I, 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 I totally... saw your eyes look down at your computer uh, and not in the monitoring the levels or time <laughs> we've spent type way. Oh, no. My my my, my computer's failing me. Cattywampus <laughs> is just like... <laughs> it's just walla walla. <laughs> You're being a real guardy Lou. You're the one with the vocabulary here. I'm just throwing words yeah. at you, and you can intuit. I do. I, I know what you in, mean when you say them. <laughs> Wittershins. Like the word traips. We know what the word traips means, but mm-hmm. if you ask me to like define it, I like. I'm gonna have to sit here and then like, kind of like, fumble through with, through a definition with cattywampus. With to, cattywampus. Yeah, to figure out what. What's the word? Traips. Traips. Oh, traips. Yeah. I mean, I do know what the word traipse is. Yeah. So tell me what it means. I don't think I could define it. Like, <laughs> See? You know, you're kind of like, la, 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 la. <laughs> I, want a, I want a book to say that. <laughs> define traipse, this word. Where you're kind of like, la, 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 la. la, la. <laughs> How did they get the font to do that? <laughs> That's so strange. How do I know that his arms were, were that, flailing, flailing about akimbo? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, another word. Yeah. Is the a podcast of words. Isn't all language, Jim, just a collection of words? Y- yes. Bumfuzzle. Oh, that got real close to being another word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just off by like two two words there. Yeah. <laughs> two two letters there. Yeah. Um I just actually Googled the the weirdest words in the English dink diction dictionary. Dictionary. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Maybe I realized the, the, the version of this show, it wouldn't be called The Studio Demands a Bigger Vocabulary, although that's fun just to say. It would be uh, The Vocabulary Demands It. The Vocabulary <laughs> Demands It, yes. Oh, 
So there's an alternate universe where the show the audience members write in demanding a word to define a thing. Do an and entire then we spend, episode. We spend an hour dis- uh, uh, talking about what that word will be. Just do an entire. That's so stupid. <laughs> I want to do it. That, uh, NPR would would sponsor this. This is like do an entire episode on Wittershins. I feel like you've used Wittershins. That yeah, it's it's uh, uh, it means counterclockwise. It does mean or, I like literally or anti- anti-clockwise. Oh, anti-clockwise. That's the British way of saying counterclockwise. Collie wobbles is another. That's a British term. I've heard that on. Oh, that's. I don't a, I've heard that one. Uh. uh Arthur calls Molly Molly Wobbles in the Harry Potter books. <laughs> actually, I just realized that this this little uh, opening, yeah, actually, it it doesn't directly actually relate, but it kind of feels it has the right vibe going into what the episode actually going to be about. You're right. You're right. Well, if if there are people listening right now, someone that just is afraid of of learning new words, or they're actually like literally afraid of <laughs> Of running out of words to describe things, you are an a bibliophobia, a yeah. bibliophobiac, B- bibliophobe, a bibliophobe. Yeah, yeah, that's just another fun word I found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew, I totally knew it. Bumber shoot. If, if I mean, you can, you can, you can make words. Uh, I've never heard of a fear of trees, but mm-hmm. it would be dendrophobia. I'm sure that's a thing. You didn't make that up. I'm sure I did. No, <laughs> there's no way to prove it. <laughs> None. Bumber shoots. That sounds dirty. Flibber gibbet. Mostly because of the bum part. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Let's just get into today's demand. What do you say? You're right, though. This is kind of like coinciding, and people can see the name of the episode. Yeah. We, we haven't joked about this a long time, but I do still like to believe there are people who just randomly select an episode to listen to and don't know the topic of said episode mm-hmm. and they're not going to look don't look now don't look, don't nope. look now you've you've come into this as some sort of podcast roulette and while you may think you're hearing a podcast about silly words you are uh, but <laughs> okay so Jim, let's get our our listeners have given us demands from studios literally all over the world and you listening right now can send us any demand you like for example don't do this shtick again We'll meet that demand yep. best we're able to. Oh, the, they demanded it. They so. demanded it. We'll meet it right here on the spot. And when we reach the end of the episode, if we've done our jobs, we will have pitched a full script and story meeting or even exceeding those demands. And when the end of the season comes, this demand could very well end up being greenlit by our fans for the finale. So thank you to everyone who keeps submitting. Please keep them coming. Today's demand comes from Kev Amir from Global Studios, aptly named. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Reading for this, reading this for the first time. Here we go. It's a long one. Uh, Disney is always doing the smart thing and just remaking their most popular IP. True, they know they can cash in on the popularity of something people already love. But what if they decided to stop being being lazy? Oh, sorry. But if they stop being lazy prats? Okay, you huh? must be from not America. And try taking not that that's a bad thing. Uh, uh, lazy prats and taking something good and remaking it into something great. The studio demands that you take bed knobs and broomsticks and make a new one. I always thought the original was just okay. An apprentice witch, three kids, and a cynical magician con man search for the missing component to a magical spell to be used in the defense of Britain in World War II. 
good synopsis. It really tried to be as good as Mary Poppins, and I know it's based on a book, but it clearly is not as beloved, so have at it. Take the concepts of the original and reimagine them for a new version. It doesn't have to be in World War II, and it probably shouldn't be. Set it in the 60s or the 80s. You decide. Keep the witch adopting children angle and find a new adventure this odd family can partake in. Must have a cartoon sequence, and it must have a similar final battle as the original. Cast a well-known for Mrs. Price and Professor Brown. Thanks for taking my demand. Thank you, Kevamir at Global Studios. We accept the challenge, Jim. The studio demands bed knobs and broomsticks. How do you feel about that? Let's do it. Let's do this. Okay. So, in preparation for this, with with our little preparation, we knew the mm-hmm. demand was going to be bed knobs and broomsticks. Now we yes. know what the full demand is. It's 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 a remake or reimagining. Yeah. Um. So not a remake. Well, no a remake. Okay, but so he he did say. Remake sometimes sometimes reimagined. To not put it, probably shouldn't put it. The Manchurian Candidate was a remake, and it was a reimagining. That yes, (laughs) the thing was a remake and a reimagining. Yeah, there you go. Um, So the the thing that strikes me here is that while it's basically we're being asked to maintain the general concept, but move it to a different era. Uh, If we want. If we want, it says yeah. It does say it probably shouldn't be, but it's up to us. Uh, that suggests that you think we should leave it in World War Two. Well, the the first reason is um, the that notion of taking orphans and assigning them to any adult willing to take them. <laughs> it's World uh, War Two. I only. don't think that really existed in any other period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, uh, oh man, I hate. I I almost am mad at myself for even suggesting such a thing. But couldn't it be possible to set it during like a Western era? That like a frontier era where some children might have been lost their parents on the trail and and then be handed off to. So you want to make it even older? No, uh, yeah, like I'm I'm just saying you you suggesting we can't find a way for a woman to have to adopt three children. Uh, I'm saying like well if she needs if we need to force a witch to have three kids. Yeah. The frontier era could do it. The the uh, the colonial era could do it. Sure. That's that's what, that's if we want to go there. What's uh, well the the thing the uh, in in the story as is, a number of things work well together. Um, you you do the colonial you do any any sort of a colonial thing, uh, right? India, Australia, the Americas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're they're they all have very particular things going on with them, and trying to adapt magic to help the British cause oh, yeah. in anything other than <laughs> fighting the Nazis uh, starts to get a little questionable. A whole lot of imperialism. Yeah. I see what's your point. I take your point. I take your point. Uh, that would suggest, yes, I... Correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, fair. But the my, my concern in keeping it in World War II is then we're just going to replicate the original. Yeah. Well, then, okay, end of episode? Come on. Well, no, we get to, we get to cast it. <laughs> all right thank you everyone um probably sebastian stan for professor brown oh what an interesting choice um i mean, do you want to start there with like imagining some some people who could could take on the the witch so when they re redid mary poppins returns they had emily blunt and lynn manuel taking on the the julie andrews and mm-hmm. uh dick van dyke well, so, 
uh, one of the things is I'm I'm very American and I was I have a very American uh, education. So I only know the wars that the British were involved in that the Americans were also involved in. <laughs> okay. So I don't know enough uh, uh, events uh, from British history to pull from to, to try to find another era, another period mm-hmm. um, to... to to, to, to move this to. Well, it's interesting uh, now, that... I mean, we can always come up with something other than trying to use magic to help the British Empire. We could right. find something else. The the witch adapting children and trying to... Uh, and teaming up with a con man to assist in a war. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they suggested the 60s and the 80s, like said in the 60s, said in the 80s, your choice. The 60s would be like the Vietnam era. Mm-hmm. The 80s would be... The Thatcher era. The, 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 the Margaret Thatcher Margaret era. Thatcher era. There was um, uh, uh, the austerity era. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot, lot of people didn't like her for that. Do because because so, uh, uh, tightening belt sucks. <laughs> that I suppose that gives us our first challenge here of like of if it's if it's a witch like it has to have an element like helping defeat the Nazis. Mm-hmm. What, what's the equivalent of that? That you're right. That doesn't delve into imperialism. Um, this is a nice curveball I hadn't expected mm-hmm. because yeah. uh, not not that I tried to come up with any like preconceived notions when coming to our quote unquote pitch here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did assume it was going to be something like reimagine it, but keep it in the era mm-hmm. um, or do an origin story of Anglantine or Mr. Sure. Of, or well, that's the whole time we were watching the movie because we watched the movie in preparation. Uh, the thing we did is we kept uh, connecting it to Harry Potter. Oh, but God, this is genius. I, I, honestly, if if there's ever a reason to, to toss that couple bucks towards our Patreon to listen to the commentary <laughs> track, Jim had this absolutely inspired idea of that Anglantine Price, that Miss Price is just, uh, she, she got a hold of a textbook from Hogwarts and essentially is like, performing magic yeah basically teaching herself she was essentially muggle-born yeah uh she's a muggle-born wizard Mm -hmm. which um who is now learning magic through correspondence (laughs) and trying trying to learn it but the thing is it it fits in very nicely into the uh 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 disappointing i'll just say disappointing fantastic beasts trilogy Mm -hmm. like this actually could be a fourth movie in that right because it's a build-up to world war ii right so this takes place then this could this could be a story uh what, kind what, of what we craft here no no I'm, or what well actually, the actual te- technically yes that wasn't our demand mm-hmm. to to uh, boost jk I, rowling's career we, we will further, not be but, doing that today uh, we already did that with uh, uh, L- uh with lily potter, lily yeah. potter we did yeah. it last season um but yeah the 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 conversation that I kept coming back to see in ways to be like, oh, this good kid. Oh, and mm-hmm. this right here. Oh, and Professor Brown doesn't know how, that he's got a textbook. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun to, yeah. to, to imagine that way, but um, not the demand we have here. No. Is is World War II the, the best option here? And if that's the case, like, what do we do different? Me, 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 me. Better effects. <laughs> um. Okay, let's let's uh, let's like like seriously. Okay. When that bed travels, we yeah. can do better than shifting the color palette. <laughs> hey man, that's psychedelic <laughs> stuff of the seventies. Woo wee! All right, I'm gonna throw something out here mm-hmm. uh, because actually uh, Indiana Jones went this route. 
the the Red Scare, the Cold War era, that the magic could be the uh, fight the Russians. Fight the Russians, yeah, like that, or it could be the space race. That this that using magic to to get to the moon before we'll, we'll beat we'll beat the Ruskies and the Americans. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, perhaps that 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 it is a a a, a space race wizard or witch story sure. uh, that uh but then that's the element of like how she and like fumble up into getting the kids they could well, be and then ultimately the the thing is so what's the spell that they're trying to utilize mm-hmm. and uh, tr- what, what's <gasps> what's that well, final spell that she can't uh uh find that that they're that they go on this adventure mm-hmm. for they could go to mars they could go to the moon like the cartoon section of the movie could be Oh man, Hollow Earth even. Like it could be where is the if if the space race is to get to like colonize the moon or colonize Mars, like setting this in a a space race era and that the that instead of like they can't reach the moon. Every time they try to like launch to the moon, they can't they can't get there. They haven't been able to figure out so the way to get there and beat the Russians there to to start a colony on the moon is we will teleport there through magic. And and uh, and and the, uh, the the cartoon segment could be dealing with aliens, like a moon section or a Mars section, where they like wobble wobble. What what's that sound? Wobble 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 wobble. That's how the aliens talk. That's the spell. I don't know. I I'm throwing that out there as an option that if we if we move it to the space race. Uh, or we could make uh, see this is where the Fantastic Beast kind of like ruined where we could go if it was like chasing the bomb if we go back to the atomic mm-hmm. era uh, unfortunately Fantastic Beasts played too much in the in that I kind of want to avoid going there that's why I want to move uh, away from that, World that, War II that's why you agree to, to moving it yeah uh, unprofessional mm. I'm sorry let me turn that down uh, yeah if it's if it's a space race then while all the the science that's being used to try to get to the moon, to try to beat the Russians to space with Sputnik or whatnot, it's tech, it's tech, it's tech. And Miss Price here in this in our new Ben Adams broomsticks is like tech's not the answer. Magic is the answer. We can magic our way, and 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 you could use like visual throwbacks to like you know the classic black and white film where the rocket sh- hits the the moon in the eye, uh, like there's. Okay. Some visual callbacks that so, could be done. So the thing is, the magic and the spell that they're after play into the finale, right? Mm-hmm. They they animate all of the old artifacts, uh, the 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 uh, 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 knight's armor, all the weapons, and, and uh, uh, horse barding and all that stuff mm-hmm. all comes to life to fight this this small landing of of Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole point is to save soldiers' lives by doing this on a large scale. So, uh, and and that's the entire, that's the climax of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So if it's to find, what what's this spell supposed to be? Is it supposed to be, like, like how do you imagine this climax working? Is it just they beat, they beat the Russians to the moon or to Mars and... As their ship comes by, oh, they okay. they just look out the window and they yeah. just Hi. see our characters waving. I'm a witch. Or, okay, like, strike the space race. Let's go to launching bombs. 
that the climax of this is that Russia and America hit the button, the Bay of Pigs, like that. That's and then the finale is uh, in the air, like stopping all the rockets from from landing. I don't know. What do you think of that? Like that that it's it's all building up to uh, finding a peaceful resolution to this to the atomic like the Cold War, and. Uh, and and stopping the the button the 99 red balloons from going off and and the finale is the the launch sequence has happened and she's using old world war ii prop planes <laughs> to magic into the air and oh, deflect the that's i mean visually that's way better than what i was thinking i was thinking so what what the spell would be is it's not about animating inanimate objects it's about giving them sentience and consciousnesses. Oh, yeah. So, okay. like, earlier on, we get to see them animate something that they're like, oh, this is what it means to be a sofa. <laughs> I don't know. And then, then uh, like, at the end, the climax is they basically bring all the bombs to life, and all the bombs <laughs> are like, oh, wait, we're, we're supposed to destroy stuff? Nah, no nah. thanks. We don't. We choose not to. For some reason, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting this weird flashback to... Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Really? Did Ugh. that happen in that movie? <laughs> I just remember the Mountain Dew machine came like Oh, because every time the Allspark t- got near technology. Oh no, that was the that like, was the very first movie, and I loved. I, that was the only thing in that movie I loved was uh, <laughs> the the random tech that transformed in like the Mountain Dew machine. Did you, the Mountain did you, Dew machine transforming into <laughs> into uh, uh, what, what was that? Uh, uh, caffeinator. Caffeinator. <laughs> <laughs> and and shooting cans of soda at people. That was the best. <laughs> best part of that movie so, uh, so i i'm gonna i'm gonna mm, make this face that, that's fine it, it doesn't have to be that i'm just saying what you were proposing that's where i started going and imagining that now the problem with things like prop planes intercepting bombs <laughs> that means a bunch of nuclear bombs are exploding in the, in air, the air okay and the actual physics and logic we could just say oh and they went off and nothing happened we can ignore the actual science but air detonations of nuclear bombs is actually how most of them are supposed to explode anyway and is actually worse for okay. everything <laughs> the it could the the finale could take place at a launch site and whatever magic they're using to animate things uh, to 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 create like uh, is to stop the launch from even happening so now it's the end of they a James bring Bond. they bring a bunch of armor with them <laughs> and they're like go halberd <laughs> go halberd go. Go magic flying halberd, go, uh, and it just chops up a bunch of Russians. Go trebuchet. How how family friendly? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say it couldn't be rated R. <laughs> Bed knobs and broomsticks. Bed knobs and broomsticks kills. More like dead knobs. Bed knobs. Dead dead knobs and blood sticks. <laughs> <laughs> More like dead knobs and blood sticks. Okay. I feel like we're 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 stumbling through this. Um, so an, another era could be now. Do something now. That, uh, and the problem is climate change. Let's embrace a. Uh, a remember? Thing. Do you remember when bed knobs and broomsticks went woke? Yeah, that's that's what would happen. But it's an angle, and the reason it's a decent angle is because they go to the island of Kaboombu. <laughs> Naboombu. Naboombu. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was Ka, because it kept remind. I kept thinking of Island of Naboombu. Uh, that episode of Futurama, <laughs> and uh, and that that terrible joke, um, that that episode is basically based on. Um, 
Yeah, it's Nabubu. It's n- Nabumbu. <laughs> okay. Anyway, climate change. Um. Uh. Yeah. So it's it's this island populated by animal people, or animals behaving like people. Anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. Well, we would need to decide if they have humanoid bodies or if they're just animals standing on two legs, or not even like go the full uh, uh, Narnia route and is like it's just a talking lion. Playing, well, playing I, soccer. I if um, if we had to do a cartoon section, I want to do traditional two D Roger Rabbit style, like they did in Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and not Lion King or Jungle Book, like we've gotten recently, where it's like CG. So animals. I was I was thinking about that. I understand what you're saying. I feel like, hmm, I mean, I could be convinced of that. I don't mind having a cartoon section, mm-hmm. but I don't think. Uh, uh, all of that stuff should be a cartoon. Well, the, that entire section, it says right here we should have a cartoon section. A cartoon? There, yeah. There's plenty of ways we could incorporate cartoons. Must have a cartoon sequence. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just when the magic goes off? Whatever. So what? you're sug- the clim- <laughs> climate change is the thing. Climate change is the thing. And and you're that, saying that, go- or that's the thing that, uh, uh, what's her, what's Ms. her Price. name? Miss Price. Miss Price. Yeah. Is uh, an enig- enigmatine? Anglantine. Anglantine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Angela Lansbury. Yes. Um, that's what she's trying to, to fix. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the island basically allows us to, I, I don't know, it's, it's pretty, I feel like it's pretty on the face. What, what, uh, we're wearing it on our sleeve. Was like, look, an island of animals where all the animals are getting along fine. And that's why I don't like people because they ruin stuff. So our characters show up and they're trying to like, hey, the humans are ruining stuff anyway. We need... Your help. We need the and thing like, that you have. The, the, we sure the don't like humans, and yeah, and we we get that whole sequence to get the doohickey, the the MacGuffin. Yeah, and then, um, and then it does not trans. Tra- so okay, let's let's take a moment here. Taking, th- we're setting the demand aside for for a moment here. Okay. Okay. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yes. Came out in 1971. Okay. We have been tasked with updating it and doing whatever we want with it so yes. don't don't worry about the demand right now coming in completely cold mm-hmm. do you have a, an idea of what you would do with bed knobs and broomsticks i know we've literally been sitting here kind of like sure. like sh- uh, like brainstorming and whatnot but i feel like we're 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 kind of locking ourselves into at least i've been forcing you to stay locked in to what the demand is sure so let's throw that out we're just asked to update bed knobs and broomsticks mm-hmm. do you want to do a sequel no. Okay. I I would do a remake. I would set it in World War Two. Okay. I would I would basically do the mo- I would I'd remake it. I'd do the movie over. Mm-hmm. I would do it with modern effects to be able to uh, to, to do the magic and, and a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't do a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's it. That would, like you wouldn't. Is there's no there's no like significant change you would make to this dialogue. <laughs> 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 um. Uh, probably probably not like it's weird how uh in, in my in my opinion a lot of the things in that movie fit together right uh orphans uh, that orphans were orphaned like that mm-hmm. um like the last time that happened is because is bombs fell on britain they had so, to get rid of the kids yeah, yeah or like send uh, the kids away so yeah. they'd be safe yeah um i'm not saying we couldn't we i get we could probably find like there's st- still orphans, but just sort of that uh, uh, immediate demand and, and kind of immediate empathy. And uh, like, oh, these, uh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. If only someone would help them. And then we can foist them on a witch. 
mm-hmm. right? Like, because the idea is there there are that many that even though she didn't want this, uh, uh, it it just it all kind of comes together there with uh, those elements in World War Two. That is a, a a very immediate thing that they would want to be addressing, as opposed to yeah. most other times where it's gonna f- like like there's few there's. Maybe I'm forgetting a okay something, I'm, but there's a there's very few things that bring people together like an existential threat of another group of people trying to destroy all of you. Okay, and I think I have something, and I don't know if this okay. is if it's gonna work, but I'm gonna throw it out there to you. Okay, 1861, three kids are sent north, just across the Mason-Dixon line, to live with a new family because they're from the South, middle of Civil War. And the witch that they end up living with is living on a plantation just north of the line that is at the risk of being encroached upon by the rebel Confederates of the South. So I don't think the kids have to be from the South. They can be from the North. Many, mm-hmm. of, many of those parents died as well. Yeah. Um, so she's a Jayhawker. Um, Great that, that's, that's the term for, for Union sympathizers that were on the, the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah. That's a great, um, that's a great, that's a new word, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome <laughs> to the show. I, I'm suggesting we Americanize this. I'm suggesting that we said it during the Civil War. And if you need something at, at the equivalent of an existential threat like Nazis, what about sure. some rebel scum? You're right. Um, that, that, that would kind of work. I feel like a part of what makes bed knobs and broomsticks so much fun is the juxtaposition of magic to a more contemporary setting. That's why I was resistant to go back in time mm-hmm. for further than World War II. Okay. Um, does does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I I I I, I could uh, uh, I I could if 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 that's really resonating with you. Uh, I I'm just that, trying I, to. F- I could, if I'd be willing to. The do that. problem with just saying remake the original is that well, what's what's well, what's then, our goal? Sure. Like, what do we do here? Like, that's. That is not enough. And you know what? If you just want to remake the original one, cool. Greenlit. That's what we're doing. We'll just update the dialogue and shorten one of the songs. Cool. We've done it. Let's come up with another one. And and the my presentation to you is if we need to find something of the equivalent of Nazis threatening mm-hmm. a, a small island in the midst of a world war, we got World War One. we got the space race with the Ruskies and the Cold War, and we've got the Civil War. Those are the, those are the, and uh, yes, a hundred percent, we could go to any other country and pick any other major conflict. I'm not sitting here diminishing the importance of anything in history, but in the fantastical nature of what needs to happen here, those are the ones that come to mind. Sure. And, and a, a Jayhawk, great term, uh, of someone who is just on the border, who is protecting a small, a small quote island, a small town from encroaching rebel forces that gives us a having revolutionary soldier costumes reanimated to fight civil war soldiers you have your oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um i you saying those things reminded me of a zombie movie I <laughs> of course saw. it did <laughs> there's a uh, i forget what it was called it was an australian zombie movie um and uh I think it was, I forget what era, um, it, it was, like, I, I think it might have been something like 
Vietnam-era zombies were raised from the dead to attack this town. And so then our protagonists did something that raised World War II zombies to fight them. And uh, <laughs> So or, or zombies or versus even, zombies? It might have been even the reverse. It might have been World War II zombies versus um, uh, uh, older zombies, like, like uh, colonial zombies or something i don't suppose it's called zombie brigade or rampant it might be well okay so do you i i see the the interest of wanting to like the old knights in shining armor technology versus the 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 machine yeah. the industrial iron mm-hmm. sky era of yeah. world war Two. i totally get that uh and that that Honestly, as as an homage, could be repeated if our witch has a museum. If the main uh, the main property that our witch has is a, is a world history museum, I, that might seem a bit too contrived to to get us suits of armor and whatnot. But if if she no, is, I, I'm actually totally that that actually I really like uh, that that allows us to actually move this almost wherever we want. Okay, so if so I'm, it's, I'm okay with that, well, Actually, yeah. I, if I'm saying if it's during the Civil War era, she has a museum of stuff up to that point, so it would still be Confederate, uh, oh, oh. Confederates sure. trying to attack the North, and a museum full of of artifacts are then animated to to then protect the borderline and stop the and stop the encroachment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's not satisfying you enough that if you want if you do want to see machine guns versus knights in shining armor i'm going to recommend this movie to you called bed knobs and broomsticks from 1971 <laughs> Not being it, i found it it was zombie brigade zombie 19, brigade all right 1988 australian zombie movie uh what what do you uh, okay so a, a group of three kids are sent to a their aunt's house or their like great grand aunt or like a, a distant relative because their other relatives have been murdered in the midst of the civil war and sure and 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 we have our well our it, it could even it could even just be like because if they're on if they're so near the mason dixon that battles are taking place and their and their town village whichever is uh imminently in danger there's no reason that those kids couldn't even be from that town so literally she is she's the town witch like literally everyone is always like uh She's off. We 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 don't know about her, or or maybe they were uh, uh, orphans from back east, further, and they've been sent west uh, because of fighting. The furthest western battle during the Civil War in 1862 was the Battle of Picacho Pass. It took place in Tucson, Arizona, 50 miles northwest of Tucson, Arizona. It was the furthest western battle in the Civil War. Okay, uh, and it was so f- so far off the map that it wasn't like, you know, an, an extraordinary battle. It was just like the the main <laughs> civil war took place very much in yeah the, the south the as east, we know east right? and midwest yeah. So so setting this far far west, like basically at the outskirts of where the where the war was even taking place, um, sort of, sort of like nineteen forty two with uh, the Steven Spielberg movie <laughs> where it's that small sure. California town that's attacked by Japanese and Germans. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, the fact that I've just evoked that sort of shifted my head again. Oh. Uh, if you don't like the Civil War angle, 
World War Two, but set it in America. So then put it on the Pacific Coast. And oh my God, dude! I actually think I know where we can set this. I think I think I just thought of something. Did you know that Oregon was bombed nine months after? Yeah, wasn't Pearl it by, like, by blimps? It like, was a by, by like no, it German was a plane. Blimps? They literally had a catapult off a submarine because it was so crappy and small. It went uh, like sixty oh. miles an hour. Oh no, yeah, you're uh, and it, well, I mean, technically, I guess that does count as crappy and small. But it was it was an experimental type thing because literally they fit the plane in the sub. The entire yeah. sub carried the plane, and that. Like that's a huge feat. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was this. It was this Japanese bombing. It was uh, in in vengeance of America attacking Japan after Pearl Harbor, which you know, <laughs> double vengeance. Yeah, double vengeance. <laughs> so this uh, this pilot Fu, uh, Nobu Fujita was catapulted off mm, the coast right off, of Oregon. Right off the top of your head like that. <laughs> I literally just found out about this. Uh, it was a great like f- factoid of history. Sorry, tangent. I, I'm trying to learn a new fact every day, and this oh. was my fact of the oh, day nice. like That's four fun. or five days ago. Uh, and um, so he flew over Oregon in mm-hmm. this crappy little duster and dropped a bomb mm-hmm. in the middle of the, the, the forest. Their plan was that it would ignite the... F- it was a thermite bomb. It would ignite the forest and, and set it ablaze, and all the resources would have to be diverted to stopping the giant blaze in the forest. Well, what they forgot is it rains all the time in that part of the world. So the bomb went off. <laughs> Two forest rangers put it out in about an hour. Oh. This dude tried three more times to do this and failed and then went home in with disgrace. America found out about this. Decades later, and they decided to celebrate the town. They decided as a joke. They're like, hey, what if we invited the guy who tried to bomb us? <laughs> they invited this guy to America, uh-huh. and he thought, I- I'm going to accept this invitation if they're going to ridicule me and, and like and shame me. He's literally bringing his, his family's ancient samurai sword to ritualistically sure. kill himself oh man if this goes sideways and he had that sort of them every battle he ever flew mm-hmm. every mission he ever went on when he got there they honored him they celebrated him they were <laughs> they treated him they literally gave him the key to the city he got to him and his family got to stay with the mayor they paraded him like they 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 made him an honorary citizen he felt so overwhelmed that he gave the sword it's still on display you can go see that sword there's a plaque by the where the the bomb landed and did nothing. Uh, he he, even though his family was going out of business, paid for like a cultural exchange program so college students could come visit Japan. Wow. John F. Kennedy honored the city for like the, their their willingness to show peace and kindness to this man, for like say hey yeah. you know that's the past yeah. we're moving on, uh, and and he. He remained a friend of that city to the day he died. That's awesome. Yeah, that that should just be that that, that could just be a, a movie. story in its own right. <laughs> uh, what you telling me this reminded me of is there actually was a Nazi landing in I I think it's Virginia. It was on the East Coast during World War Two, and it it was it was just sort of like a small. It was it was more of a small. Um, I don't know if it was a scouting party. Uh, I think it might have meant might might have been meant to do more than that. But there was something like that, uh, and I think they landed in in Georgia or or Virginia or something like that. Um, and because I don't know any of the other details, we could fill those details in. 
Uh, also, that touches on because oh. the entire East Coast has a history yeah. of witches. Yeah, that that it's mostly known mostly for North. Salem, Salem, and New yeah. England, but the colonies were were all a part of it, and they all I believe the witch craze did go through the all of the colonies. So putting it somewhere like so. in Virginia or something, and then uh, you can bring all the Civil War stuff, which would be there, back to to fight the Nazis once again, back mm. onto their boats. I, to get out of here. I think Americanizing this, using Virginia or the uh, that you you touch on the witch witches of the, of yesteryear. You get you can ha- we can set this in a museum of sorts that would allow us to have suits of armor and a, and and Native American uh, warrior uh, garb and weaponry, sure. uh, Civil War weaponry, World War One, like that. It's a, a a museum of war. Sure, and and that uh, these these children very much like the children were sent from uh into the count into the country yeah america didn't have so much so much of the orphan thing happening they could be orphans if their mother had passed away when they were young and their father went went, went to war went to war and so, now i believe like they that, wouldn't sure. have drafted him which means he would have gone willingly and could say i'm leaving to go fight i need you to go stay with my my great aunt I haven't seen in my entire life. Sure. And then that gives us three children displaced from their home with a desire to want to return to home. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we... Okay, so now we have our setting. We kind of have... We maintain the World War II angle. We can still have the finale of all these things animated. So that just means that the spell is still the substitutionary locomotion spell. Yeah. Now now we don't have to write a different song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is the remix. <laughs> Uh, is that still? Do you think that's still the the plan, like the spell that that our Miss Price character wants to have? Like she is she is studying She's magic to trying to find a way to save lives in this war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you not? Well, I I I mean, if if you want to, we we can create we can create a new MacGuffin spell. Um, I just think about how that spell essentially led to to the 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 kind of final final set piece yes, that was. Yeah. A, a a nice long thing rather than just sort of one uh, one effect and then it was done. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm I, I do think the 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 easy route, the quick route. Yeah, we just say that she's trying to find substitutionary locomotion. She she still they uses the bed knob on an old Victorian mm-hmm. canopy bed that they use as their teleportation device to go find uh, Mister. Um, Professor Brown. Uh, Professor Brown, yeah. Uh, so let's let's maintain that that her now, goal is the substitutionary locomotion spell. To to be a pedantic jerk, mm-hmm. I I turn the question you had for me back around on you. Like, okay, so aren't we done here? No, I think oh. I I do think oh, we. Okay. There's some more fun to be well, had. Well, turns out you had an answer to <laughs> I that. I did, yeah, because <laughs> I like literally my mind's going like because now we get to recreate Professor Brown, making him a Portobello Road British con man. Uh, shyster who's just selling old magic tricks in england we can move him to anywhere else in the world practically if if so he, you're saying keep him Brit- keep all that the same no i'm saying if we're making miss price and the kids american there's no reason to make professor brown british either we could make mm. him australian we could make him uh he could be texan he could be from california he could be from Hollywood, and all of his like spells and tricks and everything oh, it's are all, all movie making. Uh, uh, yeah, fla- flash, flash in the pan. Yeah, he's he is a a, a World War II era Mysterio. 
He's the guy who put the ads in comic books for for X-ray uh, glasses and X-ray. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yes, like that sort of thing. Because <laughs> then, then if learn we, magic, moving them to uh, to have to like go to Hollywood, to go to uh, Burbank in in sure. Hollywood and try to find Professor Emilius Brown, who is in fact a stunt, a special effects stuntman. Oh, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I'd, I'd, uh, well, no, I guess technically that's like 20 years later. Go on. Uh, I, I was thinking, I was trying to uh, make an occult connection, and it wasn't until the um, the making, of, or was that the making of the bomb? I thought it was going to space. Maybe it was the bomb. Go on. I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm just kind of talking to myself. Uh, uh, Jim's spiraling everyone. Let's rain, actually, rain him I in. Think, I think it might have been the bomb. Uh, so uh, there, there was an, engin- an engineer... Um, a lot of engineers actually uh, in the Pasadena area that had occult ties like like they they uh, okay. uh, did magical stuff there's two things I want to add to our movie here so we're gonna let's maintain the general plot and outline of Bedknobs and Broomsticks we've moved this to America I want to make Professor Milius Brown a California movie man liar and that gets us like a different area, area to play area to play with as well. But there's two things, and this occult thing can mm-hmm. actually work in, in your favor. And we're gonna take a quick break here, so you have a moment to to think about it and and develop uh, any pitch as we take our, our coffee break real quick. Oh, I just need to find the arrow. Yeah, right. no, I'm was, literally I find, sorry. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, I, sorry. I'm gonna give you a break. It's cool. Um, <laughs> I feel like I, I scold you I a think, lot. I'm I think sorry. I just found it. Uh, That's okay. I require scolding. <laughs> I don't want people listening to this going like TC's so mean. Well, no, to if Jim. it wasn't if it wasn't for you, there were like the uh, a podcast led by me would have huge gaps of silence <laughs> as I'm thinking, and I wouldn't edit them out because it adds realism. <laughs> <laughs> There's two things I want to think about when we come back from the break, and it's I think we can maintain the skeleton of of Ben Abs and Group Six. There's two things I want to bolster that'll actually expand the movie a little bit. One is the the old man that they get the other side of the book from, he is an antagonist for all of five minutes. Mm-hmm. You're suggesting that Professor Brown might have some ties to some forerunners of the occult. Let's make them, or if not Brown, him, or him, uh, yeah, uh, the 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 villain guy. That is a, an obstacle that I want to expand upon. Is that whatever Professor Brown is mixed up with, wherever the other half of the book is, that is a whole subplot that we're going to be able to play Actually, with. I mean. You don't okay. have to, you, I, yeah. I already have things okay. about for that, uh, so we'll save that. Yeah, and secondly is, in the original, very briefly, Roddy McDowell is minorly... What a waste of Roddy yeah, McDowell. What, like a minor antagonist. I think having a priest-like character who is very much a descendant of the I hate witches of, era. Of, uh, of the witch hunters? Yes. That that I'm not saying we go full on Van Helsing here, but having having an antagonist for Miss Price and having an antagonist for Professor Brown bolsters the movie's uh, action set pieces basically. That we, we have that she can use magic to to because Roddy McDowell is is an antagonist for like Actually, barely that alone right there. Just that making those antagonists bigger we, we uh, never mind I, I'm, we're trying to stop let's stop <laughs> that's okay hold, hold your thought we're going to take a quick break here and we'll come right back and just plow right into it okay okay
Hey, you. Come over here. Who, me? Yeah, you. Okay. Hey, do you like Zelda? Yeah, I like Zelda. Who doesn't? Oh, yeah? You like video games? Yeah, I dabble. I play them, yeah. Yeah. Do you like listening to people talk about video games? Of course I like listening to people. Who reads anymore? Well, 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 buddy, do I got a podcast for you. It's called Fan Fiction, you know, with an X. Oh. And you can find it on all your major podcast distributors. That sounds amazing. Oh, buddy, you have no idea. One question, though. Why are you in my room? Yes. Um, we hugged it out. We did. It was good. Um, just paced the room, huffing and puffing. <laughs> <laughs> so, bolstering out the antagonists, mm-hmm. we can, like I said, we can maintain the skeleton of Ben Abs and Broomsticks. We're now in the South. We're in so Virginia. We're I. We're visiting California. Because I know much more about the occultism from those things, I can kind of tie it in mm-hmm. and you know make it kid friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, kind of, kind of. Maybe, made, maybe that's not worth no, doing. No, no. Kid friendly's fine. That's um, fine. But, uh, uh, not, like, I actually think that that is changing the thing enough that the notion of a remake, leaving it all in England, would be okay. I'm Again, I'm okay with continuing by Americanizing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all the Brits will hate that. Um, but that's... This that's is fine. not Mary Poppins. I, I like this movie, and I know that there's an audience for it. But in general, this is a cult film, and I don't think it has enough of a following that if we Americanize it, yes, there will be detractors who are like, mm, "How dare you take this British story?" Sure, uh, I, I guess what I'm, but uh, and 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 it's fine. It's fine making her an American witch as opposed to a British witch. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, what what you've suggested by building out these antagonists, that alone is going to put so much more into the movie. Yeah, yeah. and. And I love it so much. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, uh, right. So uh, uh, now the, the problem with the the, pa- the the Pasadena occultism is it was sort of it was largely like sex cult occultism. <laughs> um, That's for the like adults that, that was, to that understand. That was a big part of it and stuff. Uh, uh, but if yeah, if I remember, uh, yeah, sex magic. They did a lot of sex magic, lots of drugs, stuff like that. So having Professor Brown be related to that seems uh I guess we can make it family friendly. That, like it's just magic. That's why I'm suggesting that he isn't directly like he stole the book or he was involved with like he had some like partner in the crime. nature of that character. Taking away the the family uh, element of this movie, mm-hmm. you know that character would would be involved in in weird stuff like yes, that. Yes, and I think he still so, can be. This yeah. can all be subtle. Oh, like, I thought we, I thought you were saying he wasn't actually a part of it. He just took no, the no, book. no. I'm saying he. He was a part of it and escaped. Like he's sure. in the Hollywood system. We can just totally yeah. play up the gag that yeah, Hollywood is full of deviant, a bunch of sex weirdos. cultists, <laughs> yeah, heathenistic Satan mm-hmm. sex cultists, and find the PG way to do that. Yeah, I, um, I definitely so I, I think like it's that, in there. Like that, and th- that's not actually where the villain is from. That villain actually, uh, he doesn't have to be there. Mm-hmm. He is actually a Nazi. Because Project the Nazi, because kind of the Nazi, no, 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 because that came after the okay, war. Okay, okay, okay. Um, he's actually, he's he is one of the the Nazi. He's one of the <gasps> officers who was uh, searching the globe for occult relics. He's, is he? And ne- so he has half this book. That's why he's chasing the other half of the book because there were Nazi Nazis that were li- like like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. I just want to stop saying the word Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Germans. Yes. 
Um, uh, uh, and so that that's who he is, and that's where his ties are. It's not just greed; mm-hmm. um, it's greed and the weapon, evil, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, and that sort of plays similar to what uh, the the old man does in he he wanted the spell for his own nefarious means. He was for, willing to kill a yeah, child for it. So. Yeah, but it, it really was it really did just seem like criminal greed, and yeah. it, it didn't have a larger thing. And I'm I'm saying make it larger. Like there are actual full war implications yes, here. Yes. If he gets this book, it will help the enemy. Okay. I I, I got an idea here uh, just to like help build out this. Sure. Because Professor Brown stole his half of the book mm-hmm. and used it to like send his spells to Miss Price. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say he sent the actual pages. So Brown doesn't even have the book anymore. He literally mailed it away to her. Like he he sent correspondence out. Like he okay. he dissected the book. He does not. He's not in possession with it anymore. So he like so that if the guy f- tracks him down, is like you know, Amelia swears my book. He's like, it's gone. It's, it's been scared. Kind of oh, like, I, I I don't think I don't think that's necessary. Essentially, that writes Professor Brown out of the, okay. the thing. Okay. He totally has it. He's on the run. He is run from Europe, where he stole a portion of this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's now in America plying his shyster trade in in Hollywood, uh, in, like ho- you do. in Hollywood, yeah. amongst people who are interested in that kind of thing. But then it just so happens that someone across the country is taking his basically he just rewrites pages, his correspondence, sends them course, to her. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, and so that's why they take the bed to Hollywood to meet him, where uh, uh, at the last minute they run into nefarious. Uh, uh, dark-coated agents who are trying to get them, get so the, they then the take book. the bed. The like they're like, "Well, where did you get the other half of this book? Oh, I got it back in the Germany or the, uh, London or the France Isle of or Naboombu is no, no, not even there yet. Because okay. now they take the bed to get out of to get out of California, mm-hmm. away from these people trying to get them. Mm-hmm. They uh, 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 they bed a port, telebed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, uh, wherever the other half of the book is, wherever mm-hmm. wherever Brown had gotten it, we come up with where, wherever he had stolen it from. He explains to them, "No, I got this. I right. I uh, uh, there's this other dude ripped the book apart. This is the half uh-huh. I got. The other half he got. I know where, where it is. Where was that Brown? Argentina. It was Argentina. <laughs> why Argent? Wait, why Argentina? Because that's where all the Nazis fled after that's, World War Two. Yeah, af- after. But this is before. I know oh, it's okay. before, but. I- I'm just I'm sure, connecting okay. it to the grander hi- world history. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, Ar- Argentina. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they go there, which is where our guy is. Um, and, and then he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, ah, give us your half of the book. And the Nazi fight. Nazi fight. Um, escape to. Uh, uh, escape to Nazi fight? No, escape to <laughs> the oh, island. And then, yeah, and the then uh, yeah, from there they escape to uh, Nabumbu, mm-hmm. uh, where they're like, We've never met a man before. Well, you gotta join the world at some point, because otherwise it's gonna pass you up. And then Wonder Woman is in the story. Wait, what? No, <laughs> that's no. The, that's the mascara. <laughs> oh shoot. Um. Oh yeah. So they go to Nabumbu, uh, whether it's to get the 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 Star of Astaroth or not. Well remembered. Um. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I I thought it was because uh, I looked up some of the the uh, the little bits of occult. That they had in there, and uh, that—that's those are actually things. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was that was interesting. That's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, so w- I guess that could still be there, and they could they could get that to to finish their spell or whatever. The the um, they they go through the whole sequence of let's like if it's 
if it's a Polynesian, like if they're going from South America to some sort of Polynesian island, there they could be, or we could move it to Central America. Basically, like we need the the animated sequence, however we animate it. Mm-hmm. TBD it doesn't have to be two D like you I. You know want. what? Uh, thinking about it, I I don't. There might be something cool and mystical in Argentina. Uh, I, I suppose. I, I don't know enough about uh, Argentina. I just picked Argentina because that's where there's already a connection to World War II. I know it's post. What do you think about putting it, putting him in the Middle East, uh, uh, suggesting, intimating that he is actually searching for the Lost Ark? Oh, sure. <laughs> like I, hey, he, I, even throwing Dr. Jones in in the background. We never say him by name. I, I would, Nothing like that. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. If, if there's if there's some element here that people are like, oh, I love the Indiana Jones reference, I'd feel proud. I'd be like, sure. you damn right. <laughs> uh, sure. Throwing it into Egypt or... Uh, so, so now we've gone from Virginia to California to Egypt mm-hmm. or, to, or to just the Middle East yeah. to a tropical island. Yeah. Um, it's a proper globe trotting adventure. Yeah, yeah, and then back to back to Virginia. Back to Virginia, where they lose, they lose the star. Can't transcend, like can't teleport to our world, because that's why that's sure. what happens in the star when they get there. It disappears because it's they left. I forgot. I forgot about that the, element. The mystical island uh, of Nabumbu. <gasps> losing. Could Nabumbu be Atlantis? Sure. Okay. So it's on. It's it's underwater. It's it's like a bubble. It's a bubble at the bottom of the ocean. Under the sea. <laughs> that well, then we can't have the two sequences where they land in the water and then get pulled up to the. Bobbing island. along <laughs> at the bottom of the. Well, whatever the case, the 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 magical island. Another. I mean, do we do another soccer sequence? Do we just like make a new version of that? Do they play some form of like lacrosse? Uh, some some other sporting type event. Uh, an American um, Ninja Warrior. Professor Brown no. just stumbles his way through. It could still be soccer. It's still a worldly sport. It's it's the okay. sport that was played. Um, the sport of kings. They play cricket. Yeah. Uh, billiards. I would they like play there, billiards. I would like there to be a reason. Like, like, if we could tie it to something. I realize that the way they did it is, oh, look, it's all the aggressive one. It, it's it's a, a team of very aggressive people versus... A team of uh, shaky pacifists. <laughs> they just want to kick a ball, people. Mm-hmm. Um, but to I don't know to what end, other than just you don't cheer for angry people and you cheer for for nice people. Really, you don't cheer for either of them. They both they all trampled Professor Brown, and it was all it's just true. a matter of getting that damn star. Well, uh, also, right? Well, it's slapstick, and also he kind of deserved it. He was a con man. <laughs> um, uh, I, I would I uh, with that I would like to do something that is in, uh, indicative of some kind of meaning whether it's uh, like like somehow connecting it to the war mm-hmm. uh, like the uh, the the king and his team are are somehow in like like play up the notion that he's he's a tyrant because I think that was supposed to be the idea is he yeah. was a tyrant yeah, yeah so play that up could, it could be polo um, like it could be. Like, because then you got mallets to swing around and hit people and riding, riding horses. I guess you can't have animals riding horses. Maybe they're riding some sort of like machinery. Oh, anthropomorphic. Uh, they've 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 used the spell to bring machinery to life that they ride. That they they're basically playing some form of polo, and, and just trying to kind of like connect it to imperialism and and the 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 encroachment of British ideals mm. into 
a land that wasn't theirs, and now we're playing the. So we're gonna do a World War Two. We're gonna do a World War Two movie and have anti-British <laughs> uh, sentiment. Hey, this is an American movie, fella. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not okay. sure there. Um, but so the, they they lose the MacGuffin. I don't know how I feel about. This. Is that is that common? Every time it happens in a movie and I don't like it, I very much remember it and think it's terrible, but it probably happens. Did it bother you that the movies. star got lost in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It it felt it felt a little like, well, why do we like for example, we talked about um uh, uh, uh Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And um they lost the book in there and you were like, Whoa, I forgot entirely I, about that. I thing. actually and, did and, completely forget the book's existence in, in the movie. In, in which case, why was it even like why why even have that entire mm. motivation um if we didn't get to see this thing even start to work a little bit? It's like like it's almost like a re- reverse MacGuffin or it's it's still a MacGuffin, it's just sort of a anti MacGuffin. Well, the spell is there the whole time. They never even needed the side quest to begin with. And all the side quest does is help Professor Brown sort of have his character arc. Like he has his growth in in caring about these people and and uh, the spell. If they just listened to Charlie the whole time, or no, which who had, it was the little boy had it. Um, the little uh, um, D- Douglas. I'm D- naming him <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> it wasn't Charlie. Charlie was the Charlie was, Charlie the, was the oldest kid, and he was a jerk. <laughs> Paul. Paul had Paul, it. Paul then. Um, the uh, and then they just should just listen to the kid in the first place. He mm-hmm. had the spell. Uh, the but before we we go post Nabumbu and move into the the third sequence, the the what would it say is California mm-hmm. getting there is essentially the Portobello Road situation. Yeah, and then uh, Egypt is the basement sequence mm-hmm. where you face that building that out so that there's actually. A fight that involves magic. Not now. I'm not talking a full-on Voldemort versus Dumbledore situation, but a little more to that escape. I think would make this movie a bit more exciting sure. and fun if Miss Price is using spells to kind of fend off this evil German yeah. who also already knows magic as well. We have yes, a magic like, versus like magic fight, and and that Professor Brown is using his. It's almost. It's he's like Chris. Chris Pine should play this. He's basically <laughs> punching people, and and Charlie, uh, Paul, and Carrie are involved in the fight in their own ways as well. Just making it a little more, uh, giving raising the stakes a little bit that they sure. don't, don't just get on a bed and like peace out. We're going to the island of Nabubu. Yeah. Um, do we we do we fully defeat our evil German then and there, and that's the end of them? Um, I'm okay if it is. I'm just I'm just so saying henchmen there. No, uh, uh, I, in fact, actually, that's a, that's another reason I, I want to. Uh, this could be a reason to even more so play up uh, the tyranny of the Lion King, mm-hmm. <laughs> not that Lion King, <laughs> uh, this 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 other King Lion. Yes. Uh, maybe our um, Nazi wizard actually is able to follow them because because he's he's curious about all these things as well mm-hmm. so he goes there and so one of the ways that they escape is because um the nazis and the the animal people are are, are fighting mm-hmm. like they they begin fighting over stuff would okay if if that's the case would the attack on virginia at the end of the movie be led by our evil wizard probably and that and and it could be that 
the book is there. Like we know, we know where Professor Brown sent everything. We know where uh, Miss Price is. That's what we're going to attack. We're going to go there. Yes. Perfect. Or, or they they learn they learn that mm. that's that's where she is. It, well, if they go back um, to Professor also, Brown's, they are able to get the star, the MacGuffin, out of Nabumbu. Okay. Uh, I, the the logic for why that happened, I I don't remember it too well, and it also just I don't know, like if it was this magical thing that could do all this stuff, it, but it had to stay there. Mm-hmm. Why was it so written about? I I don't know. It just didn't. I realized it's the same thing with the Holy Grail. Yeah. In uh, 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 <laughs> Indiana percent. Jones. Yeah. But it just felt weird to me. Like, is like, why is it like all okay. this? And like, no, it's just lost. So instead, sorry, there's a long That's uh, right. way to say that. Uh, they do bring it back, and they the spell starts to work, and that's where uh, Roddy, our priest, Dowell, our the, evil the, priest, the, 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 the the witch hunter, yeah, comes in. The witch hunter destroys it. Oh before yes, before they're able yes. to, to complete like it. it. Yes, that's great. And that sets them back in this final battle. Against these these Nazis, when the uh, evil Germans uh, show up, yeah, when the evil German wizard shows up to be like, "I've come for the the star, and I will destroy you and destroy everything." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna win this war, and mm-hmm. they're attacking on the shore, and and it's uh, and and so now we connect the dot. We there's some dominoes to fall into place here, but essentially we have to get Miss Price to perform the spell. Is it is it going to be in the kids' book? Does does Paul have it still, and that's what it comes down to, or is there some other way means of being like? Like if it's a, if it's a yeah family, that, that that could be fun. They if, all work together. Everyone remembers one of the words. I don't know something like that. <laughs> sure, yes, something like uh, I'm I'm good with with any any or all of those. And then we have our or could could we do like a reverse uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark where one of our heroes gets the the star embedded in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would much rather go with the kid has the answer, the magic okay. spell the whole time. Okay. Uh, than burning someone's hand. Because <laughs> if we're going to burn anyone in this scenario, it's just going to be Amelius. That Professor yeah. Brown's just getting his butt kicked through this yeah. whole thing. Um, how, okay. In, Kids like butt jokes. Maybe he got burned into his, his butt. butt. No, get out of here. <laughs> we're not doing a mid 2000s Disney movie. I'm, we're not doing a current we're not, DreamWorks we're not, movie. Yeah, we're not doing a DreamWorks movie. <laughs> uh, the. Okay, I really like that we've created a, a villain that sort of comes in a little bit midway, but then just like takes us all the way to the end here. Well, so the other villain that we didn't do, we sort of what the well, the movie didn't make Roddy Dowell a, a villain, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I want him to be more than just the beginning that helps chase off uh, uh, Miss Price. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end shows up. Well, also when he destroys it, I uh, I think what should happen is because he's there as this is happening. Yeah. And he's like, I must stop the witches. And he does. And he's like, Oh no, I have to help fight the Nazis. <laughs> and so now he's on the same side. So by the end of it, um, like during it, he's all like, Ah, okay, we're gonna put aside our differences to fight these guys off. I'm gonna. Turn a blind eye to, to what you're going to do for like magic. the next yeah. ten minutes. But I don't approve. Yeah, God and, help me. And so then at the end, he's he's all like, "Okay, we, I, you did it. You did a good here, you devil worshipper." <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give you a twenty minute head start. I know, but essentially, like, uh, essentially a, a, a truce. A is truce called, is yeah, yeah. Uh, like at that. the end of it, um, so, something like that. That's that's sort of the re- resolution to that character. Sure. I think that uh, uh, I'd like to go for. 
Um, Especially if we introduce him early as someone who is already antagonistic to her. Like, I suspect, I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this museum is. I've been, I like, just like a presence of, like, threatening. A lot of strange things and strange lights in this this area. Yeah, if I get Uh, the right warrants or whatever, I'm coming after you. I I need one reason why just this this Mm -hmm. looming threat local threat yeah that comes back into play for the finale i like that that, that especially that blind eye and like coming to a truce and like um, you really are a witch ah! <laughs> but it like i guess how how much of a witch hunter do we want to make him is he just local is he just a villain local to this area or is he also chasing our heroes does I, he no. also show up I, other I, places i would not want to send him along his way i'll put this in here i think that if there was a spin-off movie it would be about this guy but we only he's only local that he was he's a he's a uh, a, a christian uh, uh witch hunter legacy character like you know my grandfather burned witches at salem that's not something to be proud of well then i think i want to introduce another element here okay um they need to keep coming back well, the, so they don't wi- just go virginia california egypt virginia they go Virginia, California, Virginia, Egypt, Vir- uh, Virginia. Uh, they keep oh, I'm coming. Sorry. Yeah, basically they need to keep they hopping waypoint, back. They waypointed. Yeah, and so that way, one of the jokes, one of the things we can keep doing is he's there. He's trying to catch them. He knows <laughs> yeah. something. Something's hey, happening. There's yeah. all of these weird uh, magic things happening, and he keeps trying to catch them, and they keep popping out before he can. I want to make a casting suggestion for this character, and it might. It's it's a silly. I'm just imagining Kevin Hart trying to stop these people. <laughs> just the buff- okay, because you just create okay. this buffoon, like this this fool who keeps getting this close to like I'm gonna catch you, I'm gonna catch, and like I don't know for some reason Kevin Hart's flashing into my head and watching him. Uh, it, yeah, there you go. That's- okay. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, that works. Um. So okay. So then, oh man, I, this is fun. I think by. I like all these changes we've made. The last little things I want to touch I, on. Here. I just so I, I needed to look at things. So when you said Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. I initially imagined Kevin James. No, <laughs> no, I'm talking. <laughs> and about then you started like you started doing the impression. I'm like, that's not, that's not Kevin James. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Kevin, yes, Kevin Hart. But now I'm imagining Kevin Hart as Professor Brown. And just seeing, I, I think he would be in for being trampled by cartoon animals. Yeah, he would be. Or, I could, yeah, I mean, yeah. Kevin Hart has an awesome sense of humor when you look at stuff like the uh, like the Jumanji movies. And basically, everything he puts himself through films is... Uh, the, no, no, uh, no, uh, no, Kevin Hart would still be... You're imagining pre- Kevin, James Kevin James as... As the... Um, I, 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 as I say Brown. this with you all... Don't, re- you don't want to make a Kevin James vehicle? You beat me to it. I, I With all due respect... <laughs> to the man who who does have his 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 good stuff, like his YouTube yeah. channel's hilarious, but uh, I don't know if I want to make a Kevin James vehicle. I'm sorry to say, you have no respect for the King of Queens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the thing I want to oh god, I actually do. Oh no, I I I think I know who our uh, Miss Price should be. I'll get to it in a second. Um, the uh, the kids. So we have Charlie, Paul, and Carrie. Mm-hmm. They're very cute in the movie. Charlie has the most personality because he's a, he's a prick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and Carrie's sweet and all, but she has very she's very little involvement or agency in it. Mm-hmm. And and Paul's great too, but he just is sort of the the solution. In the end of like I had the spell the whole time. I'd like to build up Carrie and they're, Paul specifically. They're kind of a variation of the. Um, I've 
oh god, I've forgotten their names. Their last name. Um, the 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 Peter Pan, kid. the darling, the, the darling the children. Darlings, yeah, um, I I would like to see them more involved. So, for example, if Carrie has an instant interest in the magic, or no, let's let's say Paul has interest in the magic and is all, and is trying to learn spells too throughout. It makes sense that he's the one who has the the winning spell in the end, because he's like the whole movie. He's like uh, he wants to do spells and he just fails at them. He can't like pronounce the words or whatnot, and then he's okay. like, I, "I I know the spell. I know the spell." It's like, uh, it's like, and then he says it perfectly. It's like, "How did you know that?" It's because it was written right here. Like, just trying to build up his character a little bit more. That sure. That, uh, and or Carrie is interested in the spells while Paul is just interested in the books. Like, what's something we can do with these kids to to give them more to do in this movie as opposed to just being along for the ride? Okay. Because I think Charlie as the skeptic the whole time still works perfectly like a little bratty kid who's like oh, i don't well, i guess he well, wouldn't my, be british but my initial thought was to to make charlie actually interested in professor brown and the con like he oh yeah like, like he takes an interest kind of like i like that, and that i like so that. there's there's prob- there's maybe probably a sequence in egypt where he does something brown did earlier to like misdirect uh, uh, the people, that the, he's, the, the bad guys. He's already developing a mm-hmm. a con man. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, that uh, uh, or that could actually uh, what was what was her name? Carrie is the Ca- girl. Carrie. Yeah. That could actually be Carrie if we want to keep Charlie the uh, the cross armed cynic uh, that that he is in the original. Yeah. Um, and then Paul. So Carrie is already like. The reason this these three this this family three unit has survived is because she's she's pickpocketing people. She's well as she's far as tricky. pickpocketing goes. I was going to make that Paul right because he's the one at least in the original. He's the one who carries the knob. And he has all that. He's so the, basically, he just picks something up everywhere they go. So his pockets, his jacket is just full of stuff. <laughs> okay. Like there could even be a thing when they leave Nabumbu. They're like, oh, we lost the star. He's like, nope, it's right here. Got it right here. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That he's 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 constantly stealing stuff. I think yeah. that's fun. Uh, so what would you do with Carrie? That she's um, is she interested in the con? If she's the one who's interested in the con, I mean that doesn't really. I, I guess the arc then for Charlie is he goes from being this this basically he's a he's not even he's not a tween anymore. Yeah, he's he's an actual teen. He's like thirteen or something, and he is just not about this magic. He like he does not believe any of this is happening. He's at the age so of by not the, believing. By the end of it, he's won back his innocence, if you will. Like like he's like I'm a believer. Don't sing. He, don't yes. do it. No, yeah, no. Yep. no, 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 yes. no. Oh my God! Should Eddie Murphy be Professor Brown? <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I like that. That uh, that keep Charlie the skeptic. Carrie is the con. Like she's the con, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Paul is the pickpocket. And that's mm-hmm. how these three have survived. Uh, their dad abandoned them. Like I, I'd even not, go so not far. Aban- uh, he went to war. He left them he, behind. He, he went to war, and and their mother and uh, yeah, their 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 mother dies. I, she she uh, died uh, when they uh, were younger. Oh, oh, I was I was gonna see. I feel like if she dies when they were younger, and he goes to war, I, I feel like there would have been a different. Uh, I think like I don't know why in my mind there would have been a plan mm-hmm. when the father leaves for war. If it's his fa- their father leaves 
and then their mother dies, yeah. they had expected the mother to support them. Okay. She's gone. Okay. Nowhere for the children to go. And she sends them to her great aunt or whatever. Yeah. Or not. No, no, no. I don't want to be the great aunt because I actually have a, I have a casting option for Miss Price here. Okay. Uh, it would be her cousin, like a distant cousin. Well, they're about to, uh, uh, her, their, their mother dies and the mayor, I don't know, something is about to send them. Like, we're going to send you to the the new york orphanarium <laughs> yeah um and they're all like uh nah that's not for us so they quote unquote run away the best place to hide the best place these kids can think of to hide is no one goes to the old witch's house mm. let's go hide oh, there okay you're no? suggesting no no, no? I, I'm, okay. I i i don't want i hate to squash that from you that's okay i think they're they're that uh i like the idea that the father goes off to war the mother passes away i think the mother should send them to her cousin uh to live with like a cousin she hasn't even spoken with in the long like ages but uh is trusting it's her only living family relative like only living relative uh these kids don't want to be there similar to what we get in the original um and okay. and don't make i don't want to make them from the town i want to make them from coming from far away so mm. they're much more displaced and i see and and it gives them a bit less connection like they have no one if they're in a town of people, they're going to have friends. They're going to have their neighbors that they could go to, and that's too. It's too easy for them to, like. So you want to you want a series of unfortunate events them. Yeah, and and in the book, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, they take the bed without Miss Price, and the thing they do is they go to the front line looking for their dad. They they oh, take the bed to go look. for That's their an father. awesome scene. I yeah. want that scene. <laughs> that and and they're determined to like reunite with their father and so making them from the town of miss price that they know like it's too familiar we want to take them far away you're right uh let me sneak at them yeah yeah okay uh so they're being sent to their cousin their mom's cousin and i want to suggest uh ariana debose who won the oscar for west side story she played (laughs) anita you're you're looking at me because you have no clue who i'm talking about anyone who saw west side story knows that this she stole the movie as Anita. She's amazing. She started her career in Hamilton as the Bullet. Okay. She has no no line, go watch oh. Hamilton on Disney Plus. The Bullet's not a person. She's the Bullet in, was a Bullet. She's in the whole movie as as the Bullet. As the Bullet. She okay. is awesome. She just oozes charisma. She can sing her ass off. She can dance. She's beautiful. She's perfect. She I think she'd be an incredible Miss Price. She's 32 years old. She's just like I think she'd be awesome for this character. Okay. So I, you, you're like I don't know who this is, but that <laughs> that is my that is my pitch for a new Miss Price. And okay. I, being in the South, like I think there's just so much. We can now build the cast out from her. Cast three three kids that we can't name right now, um, and then uh, no, no, it's not going to be Kevin James as, as. I know, I know, you won't give that to me. It's the best casting we've <laughs> ever done on this show, and you've quashed it. So. <laughs> uh, but I, unfortunately, I don't have an alternative for. So it's Kevin so James. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I said it earlier because you joked about Themyscira, and I'm like, should Chris Pine? Chris Pine could totally do Chris, this part. Well, okay, so here's the thing. That's unfair because Chris Pine can do. There's he, he can do anything. There's very few roles Chris Pine would not be good for, honestly. He can sing. He played one of the princes in Into the Woods. He sure. can play 
this kind of this kind of guy. He mm-hmm. can do the comedy. He can do the sweetness of it. I mean, you've taken the one casting I really wanted, so yeah, fine. <laughs> have your Chris Pine. Kevin James can be the, the witch hunter. No! He can be the mayor. You already made Kevin Hart the witch hunter. Oh, great, you're giving him this... Th- no! He can be the no. evil, evil no. German. No, if Kevin James is not a lead character, he is no one. <laughs> Jim is packing up his stuff to leave the room. I didn't realize you had such a... Yes, I am! Get back here! Get back here. You have a job to do, sir. <sighs> Uh, who should be our evil... The studio demands Kevin James. <laughs> you know what? We'll do a Kevin James, gosh darn it. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Um, I just... I was imagining the, the, the recreating the soccer scene where he gets trampled, and I think Kevin James would nail... He would. ...all of the slapstick comedy that that character has to do. And actually, I think the idea of him being a con man... Like, thinking about him conning people or stealing things. Like, it's a lot of fun to me. Kevin James? Yeah. <sighs> I'm carrying, and it, and I'm it carrying the it weight. it doesn't have to be, because... I'm carrying the weight of Happy Madison on my shoulders right now, and I'm like... Fair. That's that's fine. I'm ha- I'm sorry to... I I won't commit one way or another to our casting. We, we, we've we've <laughs> narrowed the casting choices down to two people who probably <laughs> compete for roles all, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yep. <laughs> They're they're good friends from meeting in the the uh, uh, the casting the casting hall. Yeah, they're always to go into auditions. Oh, hey, Kev, they hey, they both Chris, have yeah. to still go yeah. to auditions and. Now, I the likelihood that Kevin James ever catches wind of this, uh, Mr. James higher than Chris Pine. Please, <laughs> please. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I'd love on his YouTube channel to see him. Um, do like inserting himself into Chris Pine roles now, like Kevin oh, sure. James in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Seriously, I, actually, if you want a good right, laugh, that would be a lot of fun. If you want a good <laughs> laugh, please go check out Kevin James' YouTube channel. It's honestly very over COVID. He yeah. he created a sound guy character and inserted himself into famous scenes for movies. It's very very amusing. It is it um, is very good. But I'm still fighting. Yeah, I think Chris Pine would be a better choice. Okay, he would sell more tickets. Hi. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. Who, who's our who's our evil German? We don't have to cast that. Like, it's not necessary. Um, I'm, I'm like, oh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen <laughs> in a family movie would be a bunch of fun. <laughs> He's in Doctor Strange. You consider if, that a family no, movie? No, I, I mean, all Marvel movies are family it's, movies. It's more true. Way. What's the family? Um, okay, so I, I think by the moving the location... A lot, uh, jumping around the globe, I like the idea of Actually, returning back to the the uh, estate. Uh, flee, I, I, flee, I, yeah. As the uh, evil German, yeah. Really? First of all, he played an evil German in The Big Lebowski. He was a nihilist. <laughs> he was, <laughs> and then seeing him recently in Babylon, mm-hmm. he is aged enough. Like he doesn't look geri- He's not geriatric, so it wouldn't be like uh, Hitler's sending this dude on clandestine <laughs> missions. But he's also Flea. he's also seasoned enough mm-hmm. um, that that like you would think this dude is in charge of a, a bunch of Nazis, um, and and I like he he has a Slugworth look to him. He does. That's kind of who he played in Babylon. That's funny. Uh, huh? I, I never would have gone there. Yeah. yeah, you made me. I, Peter Stormare came to mind when you evoked uh, the Big Lebowski, but he's Russian. He's not Jewish. <laughs> well, that's fine. He doesn't want to play stereotypes <laughs> so it could be peter stormare yeah uh no i like fleas and fleas an interesting choice nicely nice uh weird choice jim thank you <laughs> um 
but I think switching locations, I like your idea of returning to the mansion every time they have to, like, we could make that work just to, to keep the ne- nearly got them mm-hmm. happening uh, again and again. Uh, we still get our final and, like, battle. That, that's easy enough to explain, like, oh, the spell has to rubber band. You can't, you need to return from whence you came before yeah. going elsewhere. We, we can we can create a, a, a real simple contrivance like that yeah. for why they keep going back. Uh, yeah. Um, the the the, the uh, action set pieces change like a magic fight between the between Flea and uh, <laughs> and uh, Miss Price in California. Before no, he's no in, no he's he's not uh, there. But in California, we would have some sort of sequence that would yeah. require some running and some flame, maybe a car mm-hmm. chase scenario. Oh yeah, uh, uh, in the midst of visual effects, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's Professor Brown's like time to shine, as he's using all of his like stunt. Although that's funny to to have him using it during the finale as well. Uh, everybody using their skills, mm-hmm. uh, giving the kids a little extra traits of of to develop their arcs. Yeah. I think we came up with a really cool new bed knobs and broomsticks. I think I we like did. this. What, yeah. what was what was that? What was the title? Uh, dead knobs and bloodsticks. <laughs> no. Or were you going to make? No, f- I was making fun of the way you started. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Bed knobs and bed knobs. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Randall Savage. <laughs> Randall and Savage and Bo- Buster Gold. Buster Gold. That is that is an off mic callback. That <laughs> <laughs> is. Uh, Jim has said his favorite, just for listeners who aren't aware, his yeah. favorite DC hero. Is Buster Golden his favorite DC villain? Is Randall Savage? I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna take over time. <laughs> oh yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Anyway, <laughs> there. Let's let me just recheck the um, the the demand here. But I think uh, I'm glad we were given the window if we don't have to do it in World War II. But it was our <laughs> choice. Uh, so Kev. Uh, is that right? Um, let me make sure I say. Uh, yeah, Kevin Mir, how'd we do? I think that uh, I think I feel good about this. It took us a while to get there, but once we started, once the it started going, we we like snowballed into something really cool mm-hmm. here. Um, I do. I still. I do feel a little bad removing it entirely from England. So maybe it doesn't have to be in Egypt. Maybe it can be on Portobello Road that they found the book and fought over it yeah maybe i i don't i i don't have any egypt is a is a more stunning different look well maybe not that different from pasadena no it's, <laughs> i don't know i i'm not um i i unless someone wants to make a <laughs> massive objection to us in the comments <laughs> i think we're fine moving this to America. no in the largest font you can <laughs> hey you know what uh professor brown can be british to, to maintain an element Chris, of... Chris Pine can't do a British accent. <laughs> we don't know that. I thought you said Chris Pine could do anything. Except a British accent. You know, I, said that in, I said that in fine print. You know who, who could do the British accent? <laughs> Who's that? Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. So I, I'm going to wrap up the episode here. I'd love to know if we met the demand. And so please, Kevin Muir, if, if you think we got... The other listeners, what did we miss? What did we... What what works? What doesn't? Is there anything in here that we need to expand upon? Uh, so we didn't actually. I, I just remembered a part of demand. We didn't talk about it. Are you just assuming all the cartoon sequences that were cartoons in the original are cartoons in this new one? Just the yeah. We go to the island. That's the cartoon sequence. Okay. What? Why are you sad? I th- I think it would be really cool to see those in modern day realistic CG. Let's. Uh, um. So I I I was initially trying to find a different. 
place to put uh, a cartoon. Like 2D? Okay. Uh, um, okay, I'll give you a sequence right now. I just thought of it. Okay. When we have the escape sequence in California, they, they through magic, escape through a cartoon. I'm not saying they go full Toontown. I'm saying they literally jump into a movie screen to flee through a section. Okay. So then, is that, is that give I, you... That, I, that's right, and it, would, it wouldn't just be... Uh, the the end to a to a chase scene like it would be a whole scene in the midst of this um, like it's a segment of the chase sequence I I like that I think that's fun yeah. I I like that that satisfies me if the studio really wants Naboomboo to be a cartoon I am willing to give that up I'm, I, <laughs> but I you want the line, I won't stand my ground on that you want the John Favreau animation the, the Avatar level of CG for the animals on the yeah okay. yeah I, I think I think that would make it. Uh, more, more fun, more uh, uh, exotic, and uh, visual feast. Mm. I disagree, but that's fine. We don't. We can disagree on the island of Naboomboo right now. Okay. We don't have to make that decision. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can message us directly at studiodemandsit.com on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at studiodemandsit. If you're not already, you can subscribe to us on any platform that you listen to your podcasts on. And please, if you feel so inclined. You can give us a five-star review right there in the app. It really helps us get the show out into the algorithm, and we appreciate those who have. So thank you for that. Thank you. You can also find us on YouTube and TikTok, where we are posting video content this year, including materials not heard here on the show. You can find me at TC's Big Head on Twitter. You can find Jim at Studio Demands It on Twitter. Yes. (laughs) Or through me. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, we do have a Patreon now. If you'd like to throw a couple bucks at us, you get extended episodes, you get episodes early, and you get movie commentary tracks. So that's cool. Uh, yes, isn't it, Jim? It is. <laughs> uh, massive thank you to 6.5 Media for everything they do. Please check out the other 6.5 shows. If you go to studiodemands.com, scroll down to the bottom there, there's all the shows right there. But, Jim... I think that does it for this episode. I think it you're, does. You're eyeing the dog over here. Yeah. She had a little... Yeah, she's she's dreaming. Okay. She had a little running fit in her. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to get that cat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but yes, any any final thoughts as we wrap up here? Um, I get usually take that time to, to think of things you want to say. I do normally. Not today. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, had a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, bum, <laughs> bum fuzzle. Uh, oh, oh, right uh, back to that. Gardy Lou, yeah. Tara Diddle, Tara Diddle. What does that mean? Tara, uh, uh, Tara Diddle is um, a diddle to the uh, 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 like one hundred thousandth power. Uh, <laughs> did you just make that up? Yeah, that is not the correct answer, <laughs> but I'll give it to you. So hashtag Tara Diddle, everybody. A Tara Diddle is a thousand giga diddles. Which are a thousand megadiddles, which are a thousand kilodiddles, which is a thousand diddles. <laughs>